What's up, Good Skin Circle? This is your host, Ashley Curtis, and today I am going to be chatting with my good friend Dana Murray, better known as Babe and Beauty on Instagram. Dana has been a licensed esthetician for 17 years, and in 2009, she was selected out of 2,000 applicants to be the lead esthetician when the Vidara Hotel in Vegas opened up. After spending a decade working in hotel spas on the Vegas Strip, she moved into corporate education, product development, and social media marketing. Dana is a wealth of knowledge and she has been down so many different avenues in the aesthetics world from doing makeup for the Backstreet Boys and for Playboy photo shoots, you heard that right, to now creating some of the most incredible educational content on Instagram. I know you are going to love this conversation where we dive into what Dana believes to be a big myth between professional and drugstore brands. We chat about what she's doing now and just hearing about her journey is so inspiring and so, so exciting. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey Dana, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, We were just chatting about this before I hit record, but Barry just took the dog. So I have about 30 minutes. (laughs) Yes. And my husband just left with our very barky dog. So all good over here too. (laughs) (laughs) Freedom. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I met you through Instagram a few years ago. I think I want to say three or four years ago. Um, and I watched the evolution of your page grow through education and really providing easy to understand skincare information to both estheticians and literally everyone else who follows you. I feel like Even with my experience, I can always count on learning something new or at least being reminded of something I maybe forgot about um, from your page. Can you talk about some of your biggest inspirations and what fuels you to create such thoughtful and digestible content? How did you first get motivated to start on your journey in skincare education? Yeah. So, you know, I really always have loved writing and education, and I I really played with the idea of starting a blog and an Instagram account long before I even started one. And, um, you know, then I saw a lot of skincare accounts that were not professionals in any way, whether they were dermatologists or estheticians, and I just saw a lot of misinformation. So I was like, you know what? this is the time I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's what first kind of pushed me to, to start my, my blog and my, my Instagram account. Um, and then, you know, a few years in, I was kind of just struggling how to deliver the content because Instagram is a photo app essentially. Mm -hmm. And it was all around the time when Pinterest was really big and, and just kind of starting out and I love infographics. Like I'm that person that looks up an infographic on like what type of onion to use to cook this food. Like, I mean, it literally is everything. And I'm such a visual learner and I was an early adopter to Pinterest. So I was like, you know what? This could be done for skincare and this could be done on Instagram. And so that's kind of where it triggered me to start creating infographics. And I love taking complex pieces of information in skincare and translating that into digestible bite 
bite-sized pieces of information. And I feel like as estheticians, we do this anyways in the treatment room. Like say you have a client that you're only with for 60 minutes and you're trying to explain how cellular turnover works or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like we're already doing this. So I just Mm -hmm. felt like I could put it in a visual way. Yeah. I love that. And you're so good at it. I mean, there, there are so many, um, infographic, like people who are doing that now, but I, I really do feel like you were like one of the originals. (laughs) Like I, I look back and I'm like, you have, you have so much great content and it just dates back like so far. And you were, you're, I feel like you're just a natural at those and they're so good. Like every time I go and look at your page, I'm like, I'm like learning something right now. And it's so fascinating. And, um, and you're just, it's like, you're naturally gifted in that way. So, um, I appreciate that you do that. And I agree with you. I think that there's so many skincare bloggers and, um, so much misinformation out there. So it's really nice for people to be able to go to your page and get information from a professional that's easy to digest and easy to understand because sometimes like all of the world that we're in, it's so complex and ingredients are so complex. And, um, is that kind of what led you into product development? You know, it is in in some ways, you know, I loved, I love knowing how things work and I love knowing how, like the why for everything. Mm -hmm. So it really got me interested in understanding ingredients and products. And then, you know, I was already working for a skincare brand in corporate education and, you know, it's still in spa. So after 13 years of of doing that, I was kind of like, gosh, I really do want a change, but within, within skincare still. Mm -hmm. So I basically was like, Hey, co-founders, I really want to be a product developer and I got the job. (laughs) So (laughs) it, you know, it, it really was an on the job education for me because there were so many moments where I was like, I have no idea that this is how this is done, or this is a rule for for this or regulation, you know? So I I really learned so much on the job every single day. Like I was just a sponge being in in the role, but yeah, I I love just learning about every little detail of, of how products are made. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I'm sure that working in different labs and everything you have seen so many crazy things. Can you talk about like your most shocking discovery since being in that world? You know, I I wouldn't say it's shocking, but it was such like a light bulb moment for me was, so, you know, when I was just working in skincare, just as an esthetician, I didn't have a great understanding of products. Like I knew ingredients and I knew, you know, how ingredients worked and, and what the benefits for certain ingredients were. But then when I understand how formulas are made, that's when I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. So the dose makes the poison. The dose makes the effectiveness. The, the, it's all about the levels that are in the formula. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not something that I really thought about before. And I don't think it's something that is in our edge as little in our education for estheticians, Mm -hmm. you know, so learning about how certain ingredients could be pore clogging when they're alone or at a hundred percent is completely different when it's in 1% in a formula. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, another thing is like when the clean beauty community is like, don't use this, it's toxic. And it's like, is it toxic or is it toxic a hundred (laughs) percent versus 
0.5%. Right. Or like, is that ingredient in there because it needs to be for, for other ingredients to work? Exactly. So I think that was the most eye-opening to me. Um, and then also regulatory too. Regulatory, like just the rules and laws that are in our country and then also the, how they vary from Canada and Europe and other and other countries too when it comes to ingredients and claims and things like that too. Like that's not something that I really was aware of until I actually had to get in there and, and do it. And I also was part of one of my, one of the big parts of my job was doing um, testing and getting those claims like this is non-comedogenic or this is hypoallergenic and like, Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Truly what, what those tests entail yeah. and entail and what people assume and what they are in art. It's, I mean, all the labeling and the packaging, it's kind of crazy. Like when you walk into a drugstore and you see all these claims that all of the brands are making, it's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like it's hard to believe. It, it is hard to believe. And, you know, I don't doubt that they don't do or they do those tests, but it, it doesn't really hold a lot of weight for some things. Yeah. For, for some brands versus, can you maybe elaborate a little bit on that? Um, if you feel comfortable, like, uh, like a professional brand, say, um, like, let's just say Dermalogica because everyone's really familiar with Dermalogica versus like, uh, Sarah V. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the, the other thing I think too, is that how, how brands are marketing their products too. Uh So like Dermalogica is marketed to estheticians and as a professional brand. And then CeraVe, they decided that they wanted to be in drugstores and Target and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that one is better than the other, or they use, you know, certain ingredients that are, you know, better per se, it yeah. really just comes down to where they decided to market themselves, but they really all fall under cosmetic is what mm-hmm. it comes down to. <laughs> and yeah. unless it's a prescription it's, or, you know, something like sunscreen where there is a drug box on it, it really doesn't, it, it really is all do kind you, of similar. Do you think that like brands like Dermalogica or other professional brands that estheticians use in their practice, like in their back bar, do you think um, a lot of them do spend more time and money though in the like research and development than say like a drugstore brand? Or do you think that's kind of a myth as well? I think it's a myth. And I think it just is completely varies on the brand and what they find of value and, and of importance, mm-hmm. you know, so here, here's a crazy example, Olay, they've been around forever mm-hmm. and they're looked at as like a drugstore brand, but they do so much testing and they have a lot of money behind them. They're owned mm-hmm. by a huge corporation. Mm-hmm. So they do all this testing, but you know, a lot of professionals look at their products and they're like, eh, they're not professional or they're, you know, they're sold at drugstores. And it's like, they do so much testing because they have the money behind them and they want to make some of those clinical claims. So with that being said, then if you were going to get a facial and you saw someone like you saw your esthetician had Olay on in their back bar, would mm-hmm. that bother you? I would say it would just to me mean like if I could just go to the drugstore and pick that up myself, why, why would I go and spend money for someone else to do that on me? Yep. Totally. So I think that that is, it's more about that than the ingredients or the testing or the claims. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
I, I agree with you. I think, um, I think that the, it's, it's interesting because there are so many, there's so much conversation around like the testing and the claims that these companies are making. Um, and it's, I guess it's just sometimes hard for maybe newly licensed estheticians. Um, I think that's probably the bulk of like my listeners right now to determine what they're going to bring into their practice. Like if the claims and the testing and mm-hmm. like everything is actually adding up or if it's just, just as good as, you know, something at, at the drugstore. Well, and in, in what it comes down to, I think is, is with being an esthetician, like the education that you receive a lot of the times is from a brand. So it is going to be a little biased compared to if you're just neutrally learning about ingredients or claims or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I do a lot of education about product development too, that has nothing to do with any particular brand on my Mm -hmm. page, because I think that's important. And, you know, I was probably victim to that early in my career too. Like, oh yeah, I totally believe certain things because a brand told me that because at the end of the day, they're trying to sell it to you. So you sell it to your, your clients too. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I guess, acknowledging that, realizing that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you were in, when you were in a, like in the treatment room, I know that you worked on the strip, um, in Vegas and you worked at, um, a lot of like really high end spas. Is there a mm-hmm. brand that you like loved working with, like a professional brand you loved working with? Um, you know, I, well, because I'm, I wasn't doing super, um, clinical facials. Mm-hmm. I love naturopathica. Yeah. It's so good. It, it's just a beautiful facial and your skin will still be absolutely glowing. And, you know, they use like BT microcurrent and all kinds of cool things with their products, but it's just a beautiful facial. Everything smells amazing, feels <laughs> amazing. It's gorgeous. But then on the flip side, I was able to also work with Zio Skin Health too. Mm-hmm. So Zio, I thought was really nice. When I worked with them though, they only had like six products. It was very, oh, wow. so it was brand new. Like- That's crazy. That was, yeah. um, cause before that, I mean, Dr. Obaji has a whole nother line that sort of, you know, Obaji yeah. Um, and then he developed Zio. That's so cool that you were able to work with Zio when it was like first happening. Yeah. So it was crazy. We were opening, I was opening the Vidara hotel in Vegas and I was the lead esthetician and he came in and taught us. He did a training with us. So I got to meet Dr. Baji, which was like, I'm totally not starstruck, but meeting him, I was like, oh my gosh, this, I was totally fangirling. <laughs> <laughs> I would be. That's how I, oh my gosh, at the Vegas show a couple of years ago, um, I met Danae for the first time, um, DMK, you know, and oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was literally, I didn't know it was him. I was standing right next to him. He was talking to this woman about like nose jobs or something. <laughs> and I just like, I was so starstruck because I recognized his voice and I was like, oh my gosh, like it's, it's such a crazy moment to meet the people that you're like, oh, I've, I've really like, I love your skincare line or, um, I, I never get starstruck. Like I lived in LA for a couple yeah. of years and I never get starstruck with celebrities, but like with them, <laughs> like it's a different story. Absolutely. Well, especially because you're working with the products every single day and I don't know, you just look up to them for their work more <laughs> than, I don't know, maybe some celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, 
on that note, um, can you describe a full circle moment uh, you've experienced in your career that has made your journey in aesthetics feel meaningful and full of purpose? You know, I, I would have to say that, well, I first want to start by saying I had a mentor pretty early on in my career. It was my second year of being an esthetician. And I, you know, when you first start out, it is, it's pretty difficult to, you know, get your confidence and your clientele and, you know, all of that, those sorts of things. And you don't know what direction to go in and, and all of that. So there's a lot of questions to answer. And I had a really great mentor. And now my, my full circle moment is I have been able to mentor other new estheticians. And that to me has really been so meaningful. And I love being able to help people with their career and making decisions and giving them some guidance. And to me, that was the most meaningful part of, of becoming an esthetician is just helping other people. Absolutely. And it's crazy because you have had this very like non-traditional journey in your career. And I think that it's, it's absolutely something that someone who's a little bit younger, who doesn't know their place yet can look up to, because it's not like you just took, you know, a route and you started a business and, you know, that's what so many people are doing now, but you have this very different um, path that you took and it's, uh, it's so admirable. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, I, you're right. I did take kind of a untraditional path and, you know, that's the thing is if you don't want to be in the treatment room for your whole entire career or your body won't allow it because we all know that doing facials for like a decade plus kind of <laughs> put some stress on your back and your wrists, right? Yep. Um, there's plenty of things that you could do outside of the facial room because you have so much knowledge and corporate education is always something that um, I think is really beneficial for estheticians to do too, because Sometimes the people that work for brands are not estheticians and they're salespeople essentially. But mm-hmm. if you have that behind you as well, the education and like the hands-on experience and, and experience with other people's skin, it's so much easier to relate and educate other estheticians too and, and work for a brand. So there's lots of other things that can be done too. Exactly. And um Yeah. I mean, I feel like when you are working for a brand and you're an esthetician, it definitely gives you a leg up and it makes the brand look better. And it's, uh, it just improves, you know, the quality of the education for the brand, but also you're, you're able to make these really strong connections with people that maybe would never have like come into your orbit otherwise. So I think it's, um, it's, it's just so there's so many, um, so many avenues that you can take. And, um, I just think it's really cool that you, you have this passion for product development and that you sort of just went with it. Um, what are you doing right now in your career? So I recently, I just got my LLC and my business license and all that, but I am basically working for myself with my own business and it's, beauty, digital marketing, essentially. So I, um, I sit at home in my pajamas right now and I, yes. Um, so I help brands with sometimes with product development, sometimes with like trend reports and, you know, some things that I think could help their brands win. Um, and then I also do content creation for them. So whether that is graphics, uh, blog writing, 
you know, different things like that as well. I help with all of those sorts of things. And I do some social media management for a couple of different brands as well. And I write. So I write for Birdie and Greatest and Healthline. And I'm, I sit on my computer a lot, but it's all beauty related. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fun. I love that you are, I mean, managing social media, that's a full-time job, even for one brand. So the fact that you're doing it for several is very impressive. Um, I know how, how difficult that can be. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a lot to manage. Um, my husband's always like, put your phone down when we have dinner. I'm like, okay, okay, I will. Um, but I really love it. And I just, I love kind of bumblebeeing around to different different topics and different things. So it really kind of fits my personality and I'm never bored, which I really love. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being part of Good Skin Circle, Dina. This was truly so much fun getting to chat about all of the things today and just getting to hear about your somewhat non-traditional journey as a licensed esthetician. You are a wealth of knowledge and you bring so much value in terms of education and you really have a gift for helping others understand the sometimes complex world of skincare. Can you tell everyone where they can find and follow you if for some crazy reason they aren't already? Yes. So I am Babe and Beauty on pretty much most social media and I have a blog. It's babeandbeauty.com. Um, and I'm also going to be launching a course, which I have, I swear, forever been working on, but it is social media, content creation, all that good stuff for beauty professionals. So you know, that, is, that too. that's amazing. When you launch the course, let me know where people can, uh, find that. And then I will go back and edit the show notes and I'll put those in the show notes later on. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. Thank you, Dana. I really appreciate your time. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely send it to a friend or to a colleague or to anyone who could benefit. This is how I find some of my favorite podcasters, and I truly believe in the power of paying it forward when it comes to education. I also want to encourage you, if you want to win a free coaching session with me, to go and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I'll be giving away one free coaching session per month and announcing them right here first. You can find me on Instagram at agelessashley and you can shop my carefully curated collection of performance skincare at evolveskinandwellness.com slash shop. See you next week.